This is Amber Stevens, and you're listening to Airs and Arrows, the podcast. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us for another episode of Airs and Arrows. I am so super excited about this topic today. We're going to be talking uh, about letting go of our children. And I'm so excited because we have an author here. Her name is Jill Savage, and she is going to just kind of help us on this journey of letting our children go. And so, Jill, if you wouldn't mind, you can just introduce yourself and tell us a little about who you are. Yeah. Well, I am a wife. I am a mother of five and a grandmother of eight. And I live in a place called Normal, Illinois. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, honestly, I've made it my life's work to help parents better understand what is normal in parenting, what is normal in marriage, what is normal in uh, the tough stuff of life? So I, um, I'm going to give you guys a little background on how I came across Jill. Um, I follow her on social media, and I saw this post that she put up, and it was um, just an encouragement to to moms letting go and the season of letting go. And um, I connected with it instantly because I am in the I'll call it the beginning stages of of letting go. So I homeschooled our um, our daughter. Um, so I've, I've been with her ever since she was born, but she just actually went to kindergarten actually yesterday. Mm. And so um, <laughs> I'm not in the empty nester stage, but this is a, a, a type of letting go. You know, I had to let her go a little bit. Yeah. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And so sometimes season changes can be super exciting. Like it's, it's exciting, you know, her going to kindergarten, but it's also a little hard. And one of those seasons of letting go is giving our children wings to blossom. So can you explain, help us to understand why it can be so hard sometimes to let go? Well, motherhood is the only job that you're supposed to work yourself out of, right? I mean, that's ultimately what our job is, is that we're to work ourselves out of a job. And yet we pour ourselves into it. And so as we pour ourselves into it, and then we're supposed to work ourselves out of it. That is a, I mean, that is a challenge and a dichotomy right there uh, because we're giving it our all. And then we're supposed to be able to let go and uh, be okay with them not needing us anymore, which by the way, they always need us. They just need us in different ways. Mm. This is really important to understand. But I do think that that heading off to kindergarten or preschool or whatever it is, but that I think kindergarten, because it's, um, you know, often may, maybe the first time that they do something daily and they're away from you. That was the hardest for me, except, you know, what was harder than them, go, her going to my oldest um, going to kindergarten. It was her riding the school bus. Mm. Okay, that was like freaking me out as a mother. I was so scared. Um, but I'll tell you, this is where this is where our faith comes in, um, and we have to realize that God loves our child 
even more than we do. And we can't even imagine that. And that ultimately our job is for them to stop listening to our voice and start listening to God's voice. And that's a part of letting go. I mean, it's going to take some time, you know, but ultimately that's what we want is we want a transfer of whose voice they listen to. That's really powerful. And, you know, I've never thought about it in that sense, like our job every day as we pour out, we're working ourselves out of a job. That's a very interesting perspective. That's really good. So, Jill, what are some of the lessons you personally learned um, in letting go of your children in the different stages of their lives? Oh, well, I would say um, that um, in the early stages, I learned that this was an opportunity for my faith to grow. Um, you know, when they're they're heading off and and you have to face your own fears, um, that is a great opportunity for their faith to for my faith to grow. I would say as they've gotten older and they have launched, then it has grown me not only spiritually, but it's grown me emotionally. Because quite frankly, um, as they start to, you know, when they, when you let go of them, when they're five, they still think that you are the best thing ever. Okay. You are like, you know, you are the bestest mommy in the whole wide world. Right. And um, they want to be just like you. And by the time that they get ready to leave home, oftentimes they want to be anything but like you. And so it becomes very easy to want to take that personally, to want to make that about you. And it really isn't about you. And it's not even about them rejecting you. It's about them being on a journey to figure out who they are. And so uh, I think that's been a, a big lesson for me as they've gotten older as to not take things personally and make them about me when they probably aren't even about me at all. Because then when we do that, we actually become an ineffective parent mm. and uh, we lose our ability to influence our kids because we fight with them or we try to tell them why they're wrong or we try to point them in a different direction. Um, we stop asking questions and really wanting to get to know who they are and what makes them tick because we're so concerned about how they make us look. Mm. And so that uh, that is a spiritual experience, but it's also an emotional journey as well um, as they've gotten older. I, I like what you were saying about faith and I, I'm on this journey in the gospels right now. And um, just like looking at the, uh, the life of Jesus and, you know, the Bible says that like without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I think sometimes we think of faith in like this box of like faith to believe that God will heal or faith to believe that God will get me a new job or something like that. But even in something like parenthood, we yeah. need to exercise faith. And so that was really, really good. So, yes. And, you know, um, are you familiar with my Real Moms, Real Jesus book? 
I don't think so. Ah, you need to know about that book, Amber, especially if you're right now studying the life of Christ. Yeah. Um, Because what I did in that that book, it came out of my own personal journey of studying the Gospels. And, And for the first time, I was reading through the Gospels and I was reading um, about the life of Christ. And I realized how much Jesus understands our life as a mother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you kind of go, wait a minute. He was a guy and he had no kids, but he, hear me out. Okay. Everywhere Jesus went, people wanted to touch him. Okay. Is that not our life as a mother? Right. <laughs> These little people are like, mommy, mommy, I need you. I want hold me. You know, they're constantly touching us. Um, not only that, everywhere Jesus went, people wanted to call, they were calling him, mm. Jesus, will you change the water into wine? Jesus, will you heal my daughter? Jesus, Jesus. Well, what is it for us? Mom, mom, mom. Um, and so, uh, it's so important to understand that our God gets us. So if you've never looked at Jesus's human experiences, uh, that will really open up your insight into this and into God who loves us and really does understand our life um, as moms. And so that's that's what my book, Real Moms, Real Jesus, is all about. I like that. I'm going to have to check that out. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you would never think that. I love, I love how oh, your brain works. I love it. <laughs> it was, it was so transformative. I love to read biographies. And so I was kind of feeling like in a dry spiritual place. Sure. And so I was like, you know what, I need to do something to kind of jumpstart my spiritual walk again. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to read the gospels as if they're biographies of Jesus. And they are biographies of Jesus, but I never looked at them that, that way. I've mm-hmm. never seen them through that lens. And so um, so that's what caused me to do that. And I just, there were so many things that popped out at me and it, and it just pulled me closer to the Lord. And then I was like, you know what? I got to put this in a book so other people can experience it. So there you go. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> that's really cool. So what are some of the ways that a mom who is in the beginning stages of letting go and a mom who may be fully letting go, i.e. maybe becoming an empty nester, how can we kind of cope with the whole process? Uh, Yeah. Well, number one, I think that we need to admit that grief is a part of that journey. And there's nothing wrong with grieving, grieving the loss, you know, even a mom that's, that's got, you know, toddlers and preschoolers and grade schoolers is grieving the loss of maybe a season of life that she loved, you know, maybe, maybe you weren't a a big baby person and you're kind of glad that's over with, but maybe you loved that baby season and you're realizing I won't ever have that again. So grief is a part of that. And then when your kids, you know, actually leave the nest, grief is a part of that um, because you need to understand that you have experienced a loss. Uh, You've experienced a loss of purpose as you've known it. Okay. You didn't experience a loss of purpose. You still have purpose, but as you've known it, um, you experience a loss, maybe uh, the loss, you experience some, uh, some grief over regrets. 
every mom has regrets. And whether our kids are five or 25, we experience regrets. Like we look back and go, I wish I'd handled that differently. I wish I hadn't yelled so much when they were in their preschool years. I wish, I wish, I wish. Well, we all deal with those regrets and that's grief. So, um, so I think that, um, you know, that is one of the first ways to cope is to recognize its grief and to deal with it as grief. Um, so to feel that grief, to be able to call it what it is, and then to be able to move through it. Um, I, I would say the second thing is um, this is also where our faith comes in because the God who never changes is still with us through all of our mom changes. And so we need that faith that will steady us and that will be with us through um, through the ups and downs of raising a family and ultimately letting go. That's awesome. So you you actually said something that is going to segue into our, our last topic or our last question here, and that mm-hmm. is regret. And so um, can you give some encouraging words or words of wisdom to someone who just has a ton of regret. They may be in a season of transitioning out to where their 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 children are leaving the nest or um, just different transitions. And they just have so much regret. What would you say to them as words of wisdom or just words of encouragement? Yeah, two things. First, it's never too late to do the right thing. So whatever you have regret for, I wish I would have Um, not been such an angry mother, or I wish I would have, whatever it is, start today with your children at whatever stage of life they are. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. So start with that today. It's never too late. And so you, you might say, well, my kids are adults. You know what? I didn't get serious about really connecting to the heart of my children until my two youngest were teenagers and my three oldest were in their twenties. And let me tell you, it wasn't too late. Do I wish I would have done that when they were all at home and under my roof? And yeah, sure I do. But I want you to know I have a different relationship with my kids now that they're in their twenties and their thirties than I did uh, back then uh, because I I determined it still wasn't too late. So that would be the first thing. The second I would say is that um, you did the best you could with the knowledge and experience you had. Hmm. So we can always look back and wish it was different. But guess what? We see things differently now. We are a different person now because we have more wisdom. We have more experience. And so in those moments where we want to be harsh with ourselves and we have that regret um, and and we have that guilt, uh, we have to replace it with grace. Hmm. We have to give ourselves grace. And we have to say to ourselves, I did the best I could with the information and experience that I have. I'm going to give myself grace, place that in the Lord's hands, and I'm going to move forward differently. 
And that's how we handle regret. That's so good. That's so good. And, you know, it's funny because a lot of times we we talk about grace, we talk about giving it to other people, but sometimes we do, we have to give it to ourselves. I know for me, like my regret really isn't with children yet because they're still kind of young, but even some of the things that I've done in my life when I was younger, I'm like, oh, why did I do that? But you have to learn, like you said, to give yourself grace. And, you know, God, he, <laughs> I love God because he's not He's not surprised by anything that we went through, anything that we've done. He's so not surprised. And still, he still loves us. He still has a future for us. He still has purpose for us in the midst of all the mistakes that we've made. And so, yeah. Jill, thank you so much for being here with me today. I really, really appreciate it. And um, can you give like any... Um, any further resources if people want more resources or if they want to follow you, where can they kind of reach you at? Yeah, absolutely. I hang out primarily on Instagram and Facebook and you can find me at uh, jillsavage.author, jillsavage.author. But you can also find me online at jillsavage.org, J-I-L-L-S-A-V-A-G-E.org. And um, I have all kinds of resources on motherhood, marriage, um, check out my books, um, because lots of books from, uh, for different seasons of motherhood as well. For those that are going through the empty nest, I have a ton of empty nest resources. Um, and so, um, you know, you may be listening and it's not you, but your mother's going through empty nest. So even letting her know about the resources, um, that I have for that, um, as well as um, uh, probably my most, well, my my best-selling books are my No More Perfect books, No More Perfect Moms, No More Perfect Kids, and No More Perfect Marriages. And you can learn about those at, no, at um, jillsavage.org. Love it. Well, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please share it and like it. Um, share it with somebody who may be right at this place where we were talking about today where they're letting go and they might need that extra bit of encouragement. All right, guys, love you so much. And until next time, God bless you.